Hello everyone, so this is um, the first week of the last part of our series and uh, in this last part of our series, which will be going through to the middle of October, our Sunday Zoom meetings are going to feature uh, a different member of the community each week sharing a poem or a song, one that they've written or one that they love, that serves for them as a modern day psalm. This week, um, we're starting with the very lovely Josh Glover, who um, sang and talked about a song originally by Bob Dylan called Every Grain of Sand. Um, I'm not going to say much more, don't want to steal his thunder, um, but the only thing I will say is that I forgot to um, press the record button before he started singing, so he's been very generous and re-recorded it at home and sent through another copy. Um, so that's why it sort of jumps from the song to um, to our conversation afterwards. But um, anyway, I hope the segue isn't too clunky. Um, you will certainly enjoy Josh's rendition of this song. Um, and I look forward to seeing you in future weeks of this part of the series because, um, yeah, I'm quite excited about it. It's going to be fun. The time of my confession and the hour of my deepest need when the pool of tears beneath my feet flood every new sea. There's a dying voice within me reaching out somewhere. Toiling in the danger and the morals of despair. I don't have the inclination to look back on any mistake. Like Cain, I now behold this chain of events that I must break in the fury of the moment I can see the master's hand in every leaf that trembles and in every grain of sand flowers of indulgence and the weeds of yesteryear like criminals they have choked the breath of conscience and good cheer the sun beats down upon the steps to time to light the way I gaze into the doorway of temptation's angry face And every time I pass 
summer's dream and the chill of wintry light and the bitter dance of loneliness fading into space and the broken mirror of innocence on each forgotten face I hear the angels footsteps like the motion of the sea sometimes I turn to someone there other times it's only me oh I'm hanging in the balance of the reality of man like every sparrow falling Like every grain of sand uh, I'd like to start by saying that um, I find listening to Bob Dylan songs sung by you so much more enjoyable than listening to Bob Dylan songs sung by Bob Dylan. <laughs> Not really an I notice or I wonder, but there you go. Thank you. <laughs> what I noticed was the, the wealth of biblical references in it and the richness and the layer upon layer. And uh, I find that fascinating. Mm take a lot to tease the song out i think definitely yeah mm. uh, i think yeah just and just even in single words or a couple of words just putting a phrase that suddenly opens up a whole nother way to read it that's right yeah um i just really love the how much it highlights the precar precariousness of life um and 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 kind of in both ways, like the the precariousness of um, of joy, but also the precariousness of despair and sadness. That both of the things can kind of be broken more easily than we think sometimes, which is something we often think about with joy, but not so much with despair. That um actually it can turn on a dime sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, yeah, I agree. Like some great lines, like I've gone from rags to riches in the sorrow of the night just captures that. And also the, when the pool of tears beneath my feet flood every newborn seed, like just those two sitting together is amazing, I think. Yeah, Josh, for me, um, 
it, yeah, you have just so beautifully sung uh, what is my favourite song as well. I love that song and it, it's been a cloak around me for a long time. Um, and and your, your version of it was exquisite. Um, what I notice, what I like about it, 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 it just so earnestly kind of, you know, that one of the last lines of like, um, what is it, something about the, the being in the balance um, of, of just um, that experience of being both connected to um, yeah, the glimpses of God in life. Um, as well as monumentally stuffing up. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, that balance between um, remembering and forgetting. Um, it, yeah, it, it captures that just so beautifully. Mm. Yeah, that was a beautiful experience listening to you perform that. Thank you. I'm really struck by that last verse um, with that line you just mentioned, George. Um, I'm hanging in the balance of the reality of man, but the whole lot of it. So the, I hear the ancient footsteps, like the motion of the sea. Sometimes I turn, there's someone there. Other times it's only me. That really, like that's that balance thing, isn't it? Like you, you want to, sometimes you, know, you want to feel like, like God's there. And sometimes, um, sometimes you get that and sometimes you don't. Um, and the last line as well, like every sparrow falling, like every grain of sand. Um, I don't know if that's what's intended because I haven't really had time to observe the, to absorb the whole of the song, but um, like that's invoking the no sparrow falls to the earth without God seeing it, but the sparrow still falls. Mm. And I think that's something that's like something that I've wrestled with in disorientations that like to hold those two things together that God is kind of with us through everything. And some of the things he's with us through are really bad. And, and you've got to decide whether to sort of blame him for that or take comfort in that. And that's, that's the balance that part of the balance that we're hanging in. Yes. That's so that's, that part really grabs me. Mm. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with Rod about Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan should not sing Bob Dylan songs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> could, could I jump in at this point and say Emily, Emily Harris does an exquisite version of this song to yeah. rival Josh's. <laughs> Much better than mine. Rose, were you going to say something? Yeah. yeah, just following on from from what Amy was saying too, just about holding things in the balance and, and weighing up the balance and just even... Um, you can you can sort of feel and, and hear the the struggle. Um, yeah, I too haven't had a long time to have a look at the words, but um, I, I personally I just I I, I noticed the part where um, you know he, this person has been struggling, and then I like the way um, it says and every time I pass that way, I always hear my name. Then onward on my journey, I come to understand that every hair is numbered like a grain of sand. And for me, you know, there's that Bible verse about how God has um, sort of numbered every every hair on our head and just that care um, of even though you might be going through, you know, really difficult times that just there's that sense of there's the voice there and just that knowing that there's that, that, there's that care there out there, even in the midst of whatever else is going on. 
I like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I feel that as well. Bye, Daff, everyone. Daff is say goodbye. Bye, Daff. Yeah, the only other thing I, I noticed looking at this time is just um, the foregrounding of tiny things, um, newborn seeds and leaves and grains of sand and sparrows, that um, there's something in the, in the paradox of God in that, that we are always looking for God in the spectacular and in the big scale uh, and often our inability to see God perhaps is because we're looking in the wrong places um, and that, that sense that God is most present in the smallest things and the least and um, the, the beautiful particulars of, um, of the things around us. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciated that dimension of the song too. Mm. And I think to sort of marry that with kind of what was said by Amy and other people, like, and yet in the same moment, there's a recognition that God is present in the the e evils of stronger, but like the seemingly cruel, the seemingly horrible, small things as well. And I think, yeah, that's that that is what, yeah, that I mean, that's what really drew me to the song. Um, was there anyone else who wanted to chime in? Awesome. Well, like the main reason I um, picked it is, uh, I mean, just echoing a lot of what, what people have said. And I think maybe I might just tease out a little bit of, I think, why it's uh, even more significant. Um, a lot of the things we've been talking about, like in light of, Bob Dylan and kind of where it comes in his in his life and in his career like he um this is the last song on his three notoriously evangelical albums he had like three years of um every year releasing an album um that were just like very explicitly Christian like he had a very like um saved salvation moment and and kind of that fed into these lyrics and like not without criticism like a lot of people found the lyrics to be quite banal and and uh just ott and a bit simplistic and and very kind of reductionist and um you know there's some he kind of turned his concerts into like basically um preaching like basically like sermons like at one concert I was reading he said you know we're living in the end times the scriptures say in the last days perilous times shall be at hand men shall become lovers of their own selves blasphemous heavy and high-minded take a look at the Middle East we're heading for a war so just like all this kind of like really awful well what I find to be quite um uh unpleasant twisting of kind of like faith um narratives and faith faith stories and so that's why i think this song kind of almost stands out so much and so this as i said is the last song of this these three albums and i think really shows an evolution in his um his own faith journey and his own understanding of of how faith works um and i think yeah like he it's so um 
juxtaposed with that narrative of um, like the very simplistic um, you have, you know, life before you're saved is bad and then life after you're saved is all good. And there's like that very clear divide. And he, in a lot of his lyrics in the other evangelical songs talks kind of about, you know, you need to get, there's a song called slow train coming and it's all about like, don't get left behind. Like this is your chance to kind of get on the Christian train and and like stop living, living your lives in um, sin and all that jazz. And, um, and so I think one of the reasons why this song uh, meant so much for me is because maybe not to the, to the same degree, but actually I think that journey was also mirrored for my own faith journey. Like when I was a teenager, I was raised in like evangelical um, world, which had quite a clear understanding of like, there was before you're saved and then there's after you're saved. And that's a really um, uh, clear line. And basically like, I'll I'll never forget the day I got baptized. Um, I was like 14 years old and one of my friends, she uh, said to me, um, how do you feel like right after I kind of got baptized? Like, do you feel different? And for me, it was this profound sense of like, I feel exactly the same, like <laughs> zero has changed. I'm a bit cold, but like nothing has changed in terms of my, and, and almost she'd asked this question, like with this expected answer of like, your life will be completely different now that you're baptized. And I think yeah, potentially for me, that moment of, of clarity and, you know, maybe you'd call it a moment of disorientation to use our psalm language. Um, it was was just really apparent for me. And I think I see those parallels in this song by um, uh, Bob Dylan. And, yeah, so that was um, quite significant for me. I think one thing that's also worth mentioning um is that I came upon this song with like not knowing that it was a Bob Dylan song. And you might've noticed in the weekly note, um, the version that I linked was a cover by uh, the Blind Boys of Alabama and Justin Vernon, who's the guy behind Bonnie Ver and um, all those projects. So they've actually done a cover of this song. And that was the, that was the cover that really captivated me because um, so Blind Boys of Alabama is is my dad's favorite band. And so it's one that I've kind of grown up with listening to as a child. And then Bon Iver was kind of one of the most influential uh, artists to kind of impact my teenage years. So like the marrying of those two kind of actually made this song a bit of a song of new um, reorientation because it kind of um, captured, uh, gave kind of so much more a depth to these people who I already loved and was already familiar with. Um, and I think particularly um, because Justin Vernon sings it, like, and there's quite a, um, he has quite a uh, complicated, like interesting relationship with faith and spirituality. And uh, like, he's got some songs which sort of allude to thinking about it. And when he talks, like the talking that he's done around releasing this song with Blind Boys of Alabama kind of reflects a curiosity and questioning that I really, um, I think I resonate a lot with because it it kind of reveals to me that like people were curious um, and it's, uh, and uh, it's this, 
it's not this clear cut thing of you make a decision and you're saved or you don't make a decision and you don't. And uh, it recognizes that the, the balance hanging in the balance of the reality of man. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to, the three kind of things that um, this song kind of captures, which really, really resonated with me um, kind of three core truths that sort of come out of it is that pain leads to growth. Um, so, and that's captured in that line when the pool of tears beneath my feet flood every newborn seed, this idea that, um, from, from sadness and suffering, like we see growth. And, and I think that's something really wonderful that, um, maybe a, a simplistic faith experience doesn't, um, doesn't hold, um, and also that question that kind of Amy brought up and um, uh, Jeanette talked about, like we're talking about throughout is like, how can such beauty be paired with such devastation and, and yet God be through the whole thing? Um, so that idea of in the fury of the moment, I can see the master's hand in every leaf that trembles in every grain of sand. Um, and yeah, as Amy said, that last line, like every sparrow falling, like every grain of sand, um, this idea that, you know, even somehow, even in this, the darkest, hardest things, like we still, there's still somehow God present in that. And and not in a simplistic, like God will make it all better. Like I think in a really complicated way, but I think that gives me comfort knowing that uh, it's being honest about the complexity of it and not, not reducing it or simplifying it. Um, and the final thing is that um, the sense that we'll be alone at times or we'll feel alone in particular in our faith journey is just part of what it means to be human. So sometimes I turn, there's someone there, other times it's only me. And I think, again, there's comfort in the honesty of that and saying like, this is, this will happen. And so then you kind of, you feel validated in that, like, this is an, a shared experience of faith. Um, so yeah, I think that's the main reasons why it kind of is quite significant for me. Um, and therefore has kind of, I, I think the final thing I might just say is, um, one of the reasons why I think it's, uh, a, such a psalm of new of new reorientation is because of how much it's been covered and how much, how almost how universal it is. Like this is one of those songs that heaps of people have covered and, and people feel like they, it speaks to their experience in quite a profound way. It's not just a singularly like Bob Dylan's experience. Um, you know, and interestingly, like he said that when he wrote this song, it was very much in a moment of kind of creative flow. Like uh, it came out quite easily for him. And, you know, depending on, kind of what your thoughts are around uh, spirituality and creati creativity and what and the role of flow and kind of connecting to a to a core source or, or God or, or higher power in those moments of creativity like I think that actually kind of really universalizes this song the fact that for him it was just a very like a, a, a natural channeling of something that felt to be really true um, and I've definitely felt that as well, that um, this song just uh, is really true for me. Um, 
without being simplistic and, and it feels quite timeless in that sense, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's sort of my thoughts on it. I'd be interested if anyone else has anything to add or... Any, yeah, any final thoughts from anyone before we communion? I just wanted to say how much I appreciated that, the, 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 the thoughtfulness and the reflection in it all. So, mm. yeah, re really appreciated it, Josh. Thank you for the, yeah, yeah, the, like, like singing the song, but even more your reflections and, uh, um, yeah, just kind of coming out from somewhere in you. So thanks for that. Yeah, here, here. Um, that was really rich for me, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, I felt the same. Thanks, Josh. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, and feel very free to send Josh messages or emails if you have any other reflections or you just want to say you're great. Um, I thought with communion, um, I don't really want to say very much other than to reflect on the fact that those three truths that Josh mentioned, I think are so true also of, um, of Jesus' death and of the experience of communion and that sense that um, there is this new life that comes from, from tears and suffering, that there is this deep, I guess, paradox in the fact that God is fully present with us in every moment and yet so many of those moments are characterized by such deep suffering um, and also that um, that there is loneliness um, it's loneliness for Jesus on the cross that sense of abandonment um, and something that we often talk about is um, that great paradox of the cross that it is God standing in solidarity with us in the experience of being abandoned by God. And what an, what an incredible thing that is. It doesn't take away the experience of feeling abandoned and lonely, um, but it, it gives us this, this symbol um, that we can cling to even in that sense of abandonment that God is still with us in that, in that space and in that feeling. So as we, as we eat and drink together. I've even got a nut, which I'm considering to be a newborn seed today. Um, so as you, as we eat and drink, um, you might want to just look at the lyrics of the song again, um, reflect on them, reflect on the things that Josh said. Um, and uh, let's eat and drink. And after a little while, I'll you know, give us a little benediction and send us on our way. But let's eat and drink together. Mm -hmm.